She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within. Hello, happy Wednesday, happy midweek, everyone. It's good to be back. I must admit, I have really enjoyed recording new episodes for you guys. But this episode was recorded last year and we are still following Dee's journey. So we've got two more episodes of Dee's journey. So for those of you who have been listening to Dee's journey, amazing. If you haven't, go back and have a listen. What you're going to see is someone from the beginning of their journey to the progress that they've made, to the fears, we're going deep, we take her into some deep healing, we take her into our shadow self. God, there's so many emotions with this. So if you haven't listened to any of these episodes, go back and have a listen, guys. I think that you will resonate and relate so much. So we are on episode four of Six with D, And in this episode, we're talking about blocks. So Dee's still got some blocks going on, right? And this is what happens when, when we're coached it's all really good at the start, right? And then we have that kind of dip midway and it's like the old stuff starts to read its ugly head. And what we really discovered in this episode with Dee is that she's still really struggling with her why. Um, and if you listen to episode four with Dee, you'll know that I really called her out on not having a strong enough why. Well, in this episode, she did some work on it, but there's still some work to be done. She talks a lot about her fear of success and why she still feels that she has a real attachment to people, to situations, to what people think. So we really get her making breakthroughs. She has an epic breakthrough midway through this episode and her focus is a lot on money um, and practicing non-attachment. So enjoy this episode guys and really Think about this as if you're being coached personally, because I know that what Dee's going through, that there is millions of people going through this right now. So enjoy this journey. Take as much as you can from this and see if it can help you start to embody and embed change moving forward. Enjoy. She loves herself with Jill Ritchie. What are you frustrated with? I'm frustrated with myself because I know I can flipping well do it and I'm just not you know I am taking action now um but yeah I was frustrated with all the decisions that I'd made um thinking that I was right and I was doing you know and I know I was only doing my best at the time but I was like oh just yeah frustrated that um I don't know. Um, yeah, just it just needed to come out. I, I, I felt like I'd uh, giving, 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 giving all the time, like over the past few months. Um, and I think I was frustrated that I'd done it wrong. Like I felt like I'd I've done it wrong. Like I'd you know run, I'd run my business wrong and and why did I not know about this stuff before you mm. know and and why won't people listen to me just listen that's a that is a big thing for me I used to say it when I was a kid yeah I'd say listen yeah. listen <laughs> you didn't listen to you when you were a kid 
I don't think anybody was crying out to be heard. Of no one listens to me. Now I want to ask you, right now, and your life now, is that true that no one listens to you? No, it's not true. It's not true now because I make myself heard. Okay. Um, but when you were younger, little girl, you felt like no one listened to you. Mm. And often when we're doing something that can make us feel vulnerable, you know, you're putting yourself out there on social media. And again, intuitively, and please tell me if this doesn't land, you feel like there's maybe a lot of competition out there. A lot of people are doing it. How'd you stand out? How'd you be heard? And what can happen when, when we're on social media, we see a lot of you know people in the industry, people that are coaches, new coaches coming through, people that are doing this and doing that. And there's an element sometimes of, God, where do I stand here? How do I stand out? And amongst this, like, what often feels like whenever we're doing something that everyone's doing it. You know, I'm sure personal trainers think the same, right? A PT comes out, they're like, oh God, everyone's a PT. It's like we, oh God, everyone's a life coach. I'm going to do meditation. Oh God, everyone's a meditation guide. And oh my God, how do I stand out with all these people that are coming through and they're all bells and whistles and they're, and I'm not like them and who's going to listen to me? Um, it's like when we, when you never see, say you want a, an Audi as a car and you never see an Audi on the road, but the minute you decide you're going to get an Audi, as a car, how many times do you see an Audi in a day? Drive, and when you're driving, you're like, oh my God, there's another Audi. Oh my God, there's another Audi. It's because you're, you're looking for it. You're, you're mind searching for it. Mm. Does that land at all? It, it does very much so. And from the point of the people that I'm connecting with now, um, because I'm sort of drifting into the industry and then you connect with more people that are in that industry. So of course, and especially with social media, you're actually targeted because of the people that you're following. So, and I think that was another reason why um, I thought last week, I was like, I need to, I need to come off this. Um, And, um, and even now I still keep drifting on and then stop and I have to be really like strong to stop myself from like scrolling through and um, but but I feel like now when I'm scrolling through I kind of stop myself with you don't need to look what everybody else is doing because you're doing it for your why you wrote 10 dip pages down you know, that's why you're doing it. So it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. And that is probably advice that someone would give you on a surface level, but you don't get that why. You don't get to that that lower level, like not lower because that's probably sounds negative, but that deeper level of why. Yeah. And that's why last time when we spoke, I said to you, you really need to connect with your why. Mm. because until we connect with our why and I mean deeply 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 we will always think that someone's doing more than us someone's doing better than us we're not as good as them um we need to show up differently or maybe if I'm more like her or maybe if I'm more like him then you know um people will like me and again it goes back to that child of wanting to fit in 
wanting to be noticed, wanting to be heard. And you think that when you and when you listen, when you put yourself out there on social media, um, and when I've got you to do that exercise to connect deeply with your why, you can feel vulnerable. It can feel vulnerable. And it can maybe take you back to that place of when you felt vulnerable, when you didn't feel heard as a child. And then you all of a sudden putting yourself out there and it's like, oh, your nervous system's triggered. And then you're like, oh, I'm just going to come off social media. Because what often happens again is we're triggered by other people. People mm. start annoying us. Mm. And then we get judgy. Mm. And we're like, oh, I can't stand her. She's an absolute arsehole. Or, oh, check her. Or, oh, she's so fake. And uh, she's annoying. She's everywhere. But every time we do that, it's honestly mirroring something back to us that we that we need to work on even if we might look at someone go out no that's not true Jill I mean I don't want to be anything like her she's really annoying but what we may be seeing them is confidence that we would like to have we don't need to say oh yeah I want what they've got but maybe they have that person has something like confidence or they don't care what anyone thinks they just do it and we want that for ourselves but I want you to talk a wee bit more about who you are, Dee. What kind of coach are you? I, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Here's the thing. I know you've done your why, but I think there's more in there, Dee. Mm. I I know there is. I don't think you've gone deep enough. Yeah. And funnily enough, um, I've just been having a conversation with because I posted a picture of like what I was having for breakfast because I'm doing nutrition stuff and blah blah blah, and someone messaged me and it just it made me realize that I've not I didn't go into my why about um like my body you know and things like that it was I seem to have focused on certain things um but yeah I, I suppose because I, I did know that I needed to revisit it and I knew myself that I hadn't finished I just kind of got a bit like stuck. Mm -hmm. Yep. You've not, because if you had really connected with your why, you'd be able to talk me through that. Mm. And I, I think that perhaps you've got blocks there around it. There's a fear of this. Is, you've got this battle with frustration because your soul knows what you're capable of, but your mind wants to distract you in any way from really going there. Because actually, what does what would happen if you were really successful, D? You know, what if your coaching business like really took off and you were so successful? with your coaching business what what would happen um 
well uh, just with you saying that I just got like a, a rush through my body like I felt sick when you said it like but with an excitement and then I just like my eyes filled up and I just felt like that is what I want that's what I, I want so much and this word that's coming up as I'm tuning into you now is you there's fear there and actually there's fear we talk a lot about fear of failure but there's also something called fear of success and a lot of people will say I'm so scared of failure but actually a lot of people are scared of success because what if you were super successful with it you know how would people show up to you then what about the people that are close to you now you know what would that look like would that look like more money an abundance of money coming in and what would that mean you know what would people really think of you because if you're someone who's always had a lack mindset around money um people have known you one way you know and then they know you a different way would they be your friends would they and a lot a lot of the time many of us struggle with fear of success but we don't realize it's fear of success we're so used to worrying about the fear of failure and then we stay stuck in that mediocre ah uh, you know but big success can cause us fear yeah that makes it does make sense because I don't like on a surface level I don't I don't think that I fear failure I don't think that's something for me but now you said fearing success it's it makes more a lot more sense Mm. because you know it's like the feeling that I get and you know it's almost like that that belief is is there but I've not tuned into it Like I do, I do, I do genuinely believe, I really do believe that I, I am capable because I've done so many things in my life that I knew that a lot of people haven't done, you know, and, I, and, I've, and I've been brave and I've put myself out there. And, and it's weird, actually, because this has come up for me this week and it's just reminded me. Um. I don't like attention. <laughs> God, that's crazy. We're getting somewhere, right? I d- yeah, I've been getting, like, I get attention. It's like I crave it. And then when I get it, I, like, go, oh, God. And then I don't know what to do with it. And, I, and um, yeah, and people, like, saying, like, l- lovely, lovely things. doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes it's a bit like, oh, God, you know, what? why are they saying that? And actually takes me back to <laughs> at school when we when I used to have math lessons. When, when I used to have like, math lessons. Obviously, we had math lessons, but I was in, like, the lower set, as you are, as you, you know, it was then. Um, and the teacher... Um, he he always used to pick my name and write it on the board. And 
like D, it's that is my name. It's not short for anything. And there's like it's not a common name. And it was just a bit like, why is he picking me out? It you know, and it just made me feel like you know, so it's almost like I've been chasing for attention and then when I get it, it's just yeah, I feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel like strange. I don't know. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? That actually when we're going there, it's perhaps not the fear of failure. It's the fear of success because success brings you unwanted attention. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, 100%. And you said it made you feel, ugh. Describe that for me. If you can, take yourself back to him doing that. I just wanted to crawl under the desk. I'm just like, why is he doing that? You know, well, you I did it. I don't know. I, maybe I, I do. I, I'm going to just put it out there. So I do have this feeling that I know, I know I've spoken to them about it, so I don't feel as bad saying it, but that it's like an issue with men. Mm. And it's, it's like I feel that that men are always attracted to me. Mm. I and I don't know, like maybe from that age, I don't know, but I always, I, I just don't feel comfortable. And I haven't, you know, I went to an all girls school. Um, I've worked always predominantly like female industries when I was at college. I just, I've never, I'm a lot better now, but I just didn't feel comfortable around men. Mm. And it's like that, you know I, I don't want to talk you know I mean I was very shy when I was younger anyway so I didn't really you know converse much with you know people you know like some kids are like oh putting the hand up and talking a lot I, I wasn't like that maybe like in with people that I felt felt comfortable with I was but and then the girls at school used to say oh because he fancies you you know, it was always about boys fancying you, you know, and who's your number one? Who do you fancy? Mm -hmm. And then it developed actually into probably a really unhealthy obsession for me with men. And being like, you know, anyone that knows me will know I've always been like obsessed with I don't know, maybe trying to find a boyfriend and getting looking for that attention. Oh God, my my whole body just feels like weird. Like I don't I can't explain it. Like a bit faint. Wow. <sighs> Do you feel that this is showing up and you stepping into your truth and trying to grow 
your business in alignment with who you are now. Well, it's just, well, it's obviously great. It's causing an impact because I'm putting myself out there, but at the same time, I want to crawl under the covers Mm. or under the desk, so to speak. Yeah. So there's some triggers in there. Yeah. Yeah. But what's the truth, Dee? What's really happening now? The truth is that I actually I actually think that I warrant the attention. You know that like when I look at my videos back I just look at myself with so much love. Mm. And I just think, you know, I love you. I really just love that girl that's oh god it's <laughs> <laughs> looking back at me and I just think yeah. you know you, you've yeah. come so far, you've dealt with so much, you know, you you're just freaking awesome. And you are, you bloody are, Dee. And what I want you to do is I want you to practice non-attachment, okay? I want you to, because I think we've, we've had a wee bit of a breakthrough here, right? Mm. And actually, I think your why is going to just come to you now. I think even just letting that out and realising it's just a story. Because the truth is, nothing's happening to you. Mm. You know, it's an old feeling, it's an old trigger, And what I loved is that you could just say, I look at that girl and I think, I really love you. And you meant it and I felt it. And I love that. No, I really do. You know, uh, there's all that surface level, oh, you know, I love myself and people. But I, honest to God, 100%. and, And I think that's why I was so frustrated because I was like, you know, why... Well, it's not why doesn't anybody else, because I do get, you know, people sending messages, say, you know, and, and people tell me and, you know, when you believe when somebody loves you and mm-hmm. likes what you do and, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But, yeah, yeah, it's it, com- it comes from so deep and a lot of work. <laughs> it's attachment, D. It's an attachment to if I do this, then they'll like me. You know, if I don't get a boyfriend, it means I'm not lovable or it means I'm not cool. I'm not popular if I don't get this. And when you're putting yourself out there, there's just, and it's not much actually, as I'm really feeling into it, it's not that much work that you need to do. You're saying it's a lot of work. I I actually don't think it is. Mm. I think it's just an old story that you're hanging on to and you're attached and we all get attached to things. You know, we get attached to likes, we get attached to comments And I want you to really practice for this next week, non-attachment. Doing something, checking in before you do it and say, right, what what is my truth? Why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I'm speaking my truth. I'm helping people. Even if it's one person, it's not always easy. 
But the more you practice non-attachment, the easier it will be for you just to continue to put yourself out there. Because when you're always attached, you will always be disappointed, Dee. Because Mm. the truth is you're not doing it for you. Mm. You're not doing it. You're not living in truth. Because when when you are doing it, and you're relying on someone liking it or commenting or messaging, as I say, you'll be disappointed because you're putting your joy and future happiness of that day in someone else's hands. You're handing your power away to someone else and they can either make or break your day. You get comments, oh, you're buzzing that day. You get no comments, You feel like the rug has been swept from under you. And this is because you're too attached to what people think. Mm. And I think there's definitely something in there around what people think of me, the teacher, the boys, the do, you know, wanting to be heard. The only person that really matters is you, Dee. And Mm -hmm. even you, we can obviously say, oh, well, I know, but actually it does matter that my business is successful because I need money to live. And I need that. That all comes when you're non-attached. That all comes when you really step into your power and start showing up. It flows with ease. It's not easy because we're so conditioned to hold on to everything and be attached to everything. There's a great quote by the late Dr. Wayne Dyer. And he says, be open to everything and attached to nothing. And honestly, it's so true because when you're open to everything, you're open to just putting yourself out there, speaking your truth, opportunities, and you're attached to nothing. You're like, well, if that doesn't work, that's okay because it was true to me. Mm. It was my truth. And I've said to you before, Dee, you cannot fail. (laughs) You can't get it wrong when you speak your truth. I think there's a bit of journaling I want you to do around that story around attachment. There's a real story around attachment. Someone making your day by giving you validation, validating you, validate me, validate me. And D, you're not alone. So for anyone else listening to this, everybody's been there at some point. We feel we're programmed to need validation. We do a piece of work at school. It gets marked, Mm. scored out of whatever that's a validation. You're either smart or stupid, right? Yeah. I know that's blunt, but it's that's what it was like when I was growing up. Yeah. There was no, oh, you're creative, you're this. No, it was either academic or you're stupid. That was what it was like, you know. Sorry, but that's the truth. It's not like that now, but it was in the 80s like that. No, maybe in the 70s, whoever's listening to this. So, and you were labeled. You're the lower group, like you said, Top, middle, bottom, mm. lower maths, middle maths, top maths. You were separated. Is it any wonder that you're attached? There's nothing wrong with you feeling the way you're feeling. It's actually normal what you're feeling because for most of your life, you have been programmed to look for validation, to validate you as a person, as a score that you get. So a score that you get at school out of 10 or out of 100 or a test that you pass or fail, that that makes or breaks you. So think about it. So 
you're then going on to social media and you're like, how many likes am I getting? Because that defines me and my worthiness as a coach or the content that I'm putting out there. And I know anyone listening to this should hopefully relate to that, whether that's at work, whether that's on social media. You are not alone, D. And it's taken me a long time to work through this stuff myself. But that's why I want you to journal on this. And I also want you to get go back to your why. You're not showing up for people to like your stuff. Mm. You're showing up to help people change their lives. No amount of likes are going to help you change someone's lives, D. No amount of comments on a post that you do will help you change someone's life. You have that within you, regardless of the likes. Some of the most successful coaches in the planet are not even on social media. Mm. One of my very first coaches that I got, who has coached Hollywood A-listers, she's incredible. She has about 200 followers on Instagram. And very little comments on anything. Mm. Very little, like a handful, I'm talking, likes. Does that define her? Did that stop her working with people that have, you know, been on Oprah? Number one, New York number one bestsellers she's coached. Did that stop her doing that? Mm. No, because the right people will come. You have to practice non-attachment. What I want you to do is, I want you to do a bit of journaling around this, but what I also want you to do is get into get into practice this and have a bit of fun with it. I want you to start putting things out to people, messaging people perhaps. Maybe think of five people in your phone directory right now, in your phone, mm. that you could just message an unconditional loving message to with no attachment tell someone what you think of them perhaps tell someone that you love them tell someone something nice or or be vulnerable perhaps with them share something intimate or vulnerable with them and I want you to practice non-attachment so if they don't reply to you or if they take hours to reply I want you to practice non-attachment we get so attached to, oh my God, they've read it. They've been online, they've read it and they've not replied to me. What are they thinking? Again, our nervous system is triggered so much that it can actually ruin our day. We start to feel sick. We can't eat. We can't focus. Why have they not responded? What, what are they thinking? I've just bared my soul to them and now they're not even, no one's commented or, wow, that attachment is so strong to what people think. So I want you to practice that today. I want you to message people. I want you to message five people, either a vulnerable message or a loving, unconditional message, but either way, you're non-attached. You put it down and you don't even check it. You don't check if they've read it, if they've seen it, whatever, you don't. How does that make you feel even thinking about doing that? Are you comfortable with it or? I think um, 
I'm comfortable with sending a loving message. You know, I feel that I can I can do that and not worry about any response. I think what makes me feel um, a bit like, oh, God, is sending a vulnerable message and um, yeah that's that's and not getting a response from it or or like because I don't know how people I know how I think which is probably the key there isn't it I know how I think but other people don't think the same um is sending a message out and then them feeling bad and almost you know then them being like oh you know I didn't realize that she felt like that and I know it's their work to do on themselves isn't it but Mm. yeah so it's that remember vulnerability doesn't need to be something that's like super intimate Mm. it can just be something positive being vulnerable is sometimes just doing that just actually Mm. messaging someone with non-attachment that's that's vulnerable yeah but I think the more that you practice this yeah you know giving someone like your partner going up and hugging him but being non-attached just giving mm. without having to receive back mm. doing yeah. something in the house or doing something for your son without having to have a oh thank you or receive back now that's there's a difference between doing all that stuff and then like not being a doormat right mm-hmm. but this exercise is really about practicing non-attachment so you know, today practice it, tomorrow, like ask yourself, how can I practice non-attachment to things? Because I want you to get to a point where you're like, I'm non-attached. It's so freeing when you get there, but it takes practice. Mm. But this is why it's really important in conjunction with this, that you are starting to get really clear on your why. I want you to go back and revisit it because Right now, you're still at that point of, I'm doing this because I need money mm. attached, because I need this. And then this truth part is, you can help so many people, but your attachment is around money. And I know it's not easy, D, it's not easy. Mm. And I've been there. I've done courses on it, right? You need to let go of the attachment because when we put something out whether we realize or not and there's an attachment to money or anything we give off a needy energy and we block we block it we either block it or we attract the wrong people because everyone's a mirror you will attract people that are needy that will maybe take a lot of energy from you and there'll be no boundary there. So this is why it's really important, Dee, especially if you're going to become the coach that you want to become, that you have to practice non-attachment, but you have to get clear on your why again. Mm. I also want you to do some money mindset work. And it can be something as simple as writing some money mantras. You know, you've read T. Harv Ecker's book. But for me, the biggest shift I had was when I had like five strong, powerful money mantras. 
And I had the I had them on alarms on my phone. It went off five times a day. Mm-hmm. One in the morning, one in mid-morning, afternoon, early evening, and before bed. Those alarms went off. And it would just be a note that would come up and say money mantras. I would go into my notes and I would walk around and read five money mantras five times over. And these were mm-hmm. things like, I have a millionaire mind. Mm. I love money and she loves me. I have an amazing relationship with money. The abundance of money flows into my life easily and effortlessly. It is so easy making money. I am a money magnet. Mm -hmm. All of this is mine and I am so grateful. That energy, when you say that, it's like, wow, say it five times over, five times a day, within a week, D, your money mindset will have shifted. So there's three things I need you to do and I Mm -hmm. need to do it, D, because I know this works because Mm. I've done it. And I know if you go all in and practice non-attachment, get clearer on your why and do your money mindset, we're going to have a different conversation. And next week is our last session. Mm-hmm. So let's end it powerfully. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Does this make sense? Does this resonate? Is it landing what I'm saying to you? Yeah, because um, (laughs) over the past few weeks, I've had like calls with people to sign up, you know, and have have said, yeah, we'll sign up. And then they've gone away and then come back and said, it's not the right time or I'm getting counselling somewhere else or, you know, so and I'm like, I know that I, I didn't go, oh, God, you know, I just sort of received it the information didn't let it get to me but I just thought something is not lined up here something is not lined up and and because I know I believe and trust in like what he's saying and teaching it it's like yeah there's something something's not in alignment here with with you know the yeah yeah will attract the right people who will pay you the money you want for your amazing services when you get in alignment, you're not a match mm. right now. Mm. But you will be, and it can happen in a, in a week. It can happen yeah. in as quick as a week. Yeah, yeah. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get back onto it. I did write, I did write down the um, negative, the, um, you know, the limiting beliefs, sorry, um, around money. Um, so I got loads of them. And then it was just about, so I need to, I need to go through those and then transform them, don't I, into like. The positive opposite. Yeah. Positive opposite. That's your old story. It's your old blueprint. Mm. But it's a story, D. And I want you to know, and, uh, and, and obviously we're setting up this podcast. I want people to know that you don't need to come from money to make money. There's this belief that you have to come from money to make money. Money attracts money. It does, but you don't need to come from money to make money. You know, when I started, I had to, I've always had to keep readjusting my upper limits. I've had these upper limits and I have to go in and readjust them all the time because we are limitless really to what we can create. But I remember when lockdown first happened and clients were canceling and I went into that fear 
And it was like, right, no, okay, so what's positive opposite? What do I want to create? What would a millionaire mind think? If I had a millionaire mind, how would I show up? I started looking at things differently. I wouldn't be attached to wee posts that I put out on Instagram. Mm. I'd go bigger. I'd be like, right, what's my goal? What is my vision for what I'm creating in my life, for my family's life, for the people whose lives that I can transform and change and help? And then build that money around that. And I started doing these money mantras and stuff because I'd done the training. I'm like, right, I just need to call this in again. These tools, you can use them all the time. And I did that. And honestly, it was unbelievable, the shift. And I mean, the shift happened within six weeks. I was fully booked with a waiting list. Then I created the online programs, the Unearth Your Power program. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, suddenly, you know, I wrote, when that happened in March, when March lockdown happened, I wrote a story, a future journal story. And it was, it's the 31st of October, um, 2020. And here we are, you know, we're recording this. It's, you know, towards the end of October. And the number that I put down that I wanted to earn every month, I've completely smashed it. Mm. And that was, a, that was a number. And I'm not saying that to brag, but I want to show you that back in March, my income was nowhere near that because all my clients cancelled. Because my, vis- my energy was panic. Everyone's going to cancel. Guess what happened? So you have the power to turn it around, but you need to become the energy D. Mm-hmm. Rewrite your money story and you need to not play small. You need to go big. That number I put was big and I'm like, oh my God, if I get that, that's amazing. I actually doubled that. Mm. So what is possible from coming from zero in a short <laughs> space of time? Yeah. But you need to be the change D. Yeah, and do the things I'm teaching you to do because mm-hmm. I've done it and it works but you I can tell you all this Dee but unless you're committed to reading that five times over five times a day and going in and really going deep with your why and having that not giving up attitude and putting yourself out there and speaking your truth with non-attachment then you're going to stay stuck mm-hmm I ain't staying stuck here. <laughs> yeah, see that grin and that energy starting to shift. So do you want to do that, yes or no? Oh, a hundred thousand percent, yes. Oh, right. don't want to stay stuck. A hundred thousand percent, I am going forward. Like, see if I can do it, so can you. The only difference was I was committed and I showed up and I did that work and every day even when that alarm went off my kids would be there I would be reading my money mantras I'd be walking down the street that alarm would go off I would do my money mantras Mm -hmm. I'd be in Tesco doing my shopping money mantras you have to you want the big you have to be the big Mm. how many times a day do I need to set the alarm Times. Five times. Five times. And the last thing you read before you go to bed is, you know, we put a date on it. Two months from now, three months from now, you know, whatever date, maybe 31st of December, whatever it is. And put down what you've created and how you feel mm. and that you are grateful. Like I was always say, I've got this and I am so grateful. I'm so grateful. Thank you. All of this is mine. 
All of this is mine. Thank you. None of that was mine by me when I started seeing it. But it is now. Mm. Right. Next session is your final session. And I want to end powerfully with you, lady. <laughs> I will deliver. <laughs> Non-attachment. Mm -hmm. Get that written down. I am open to everything and attached to nothing. Have it as a mantra. I am open to everything and attached to nothing. Mm -hmm. I will speak my truth. I have a millionaire mind. Okay. Done. Amazing D. I cannot wait to see you next week. Yeah. session. Everybody's going to be listening and seeing how you finish. Powerful. Oh, powerful. <laughs> right. Okay. Amazing. Thank you so much. My love. I'll see you soon. Thank you.